0: and dress ladies who kept the keys of their red box with well-managed nails while aspiring them to executive one of these chatted on their cell phone. It was 5 a.m. and the kitchen counters were open and lines were starting to form. They picked the cotton barrel simply because the line was shortest. They could carry both bags and Debbie kept a firm hold on her purse. $1,500 daily cash limit for the ATM, and $100 bills was neatly tucked away inside. There were actually 14 $100 bills, to be precise. One had been broken for the cab. Ever been to Chicago? Ever so slightly. It could have been from the heroin, but Debbie figured it was more likely that he was nervous. They purchased two one way tickets, checked their two suitcases, and headed past security to the gate where they would have about an hour and a half before the flight took off. The gate area was on. They have talked about uh, What kinds of things were they saying to each other when they decided? Did they realize something was wrong before the crash? Did they suffer? These were all questions she had kept in the back of her mind for a long time. but didn't dare let herself pursue them. It just hurt too much. Maybe now was the time to face themselves. Been out of bounds. Nathan's breathing was deep and rhythmic. His sleep must have been deep as well. He didn't notice when Debbie picked her head up off his shoulder. In fact, he stayed asleep until they called him twice flight to a and of Thank mm-hmm. you. and she thought they needed to get to Chicago and find a place to stay. It wouldn't be long before people would start looking for him, mainly the police. It was going to take some heads-up thinking to keep a step ahead of them. Even with those thoughts in mind, Debbie fought to be upbeat. After all, this thing was her idea. She insisted on Nathan having the window seen and he seemed to perk up some and be excited about the flight. Debbie felt it too. Debbie grasped Nathan's hand as her plane accelerated on the runway and gently began to lift off the ground. Again, she went back to imagining the fear that must have gone through her parents as their plane met its tragic end. It was a horrible way to die, she thought. A prolonged agony that came from the most intense fear one could possibly imagine. The plane now had climbed to an altitude that caused Debbie's ears to pop. The fasten seatbelt sign went off and people began to dig around in their carry-on luggage and scamper off to the bathroom. The flight to Chicago would take just over two hours. She reached into her purse and pulled out a 20 for the drink cart that was slowly making its way down the aisle diet Dr. Pepper and a Sprite for Nathan, she decided. He liked Sprite, diet for her This would be so much easier. Be the end of the She can watch. Find the to your eyes, and listen to your Not just a few While he was with wooden creatures road, like and roads like longcocks, concrete, would never be forever. Birds of potty-lucked colors seemed to creep along those roads at nothing more than the pace of his blood. His stomach was turning slips. The sprite Debbie had bought him set untouched on the tray in front of him. His nausea was growing in multiples of a hundred. The palms of his hands were wet with cold sweat. The muscles in his legs were twitching ever so slightly, but uncontrollably. Maybe Debbie's idea of not bringing any dough hadn't been such a good idea after all. He drifted off into floating thoughts of paranoia. Sometimes it got really bad. For some reason, he kept going back. To By now, they would realize something was wrong. Dad would have been up for his coffee and to read the paper, and Mom would have checked in on him and Debbie. By now, she would have noticed that both he and Debbie were gone. A quick check of the closet. There were two things he needed to do once he got to Chicago. One was to score some dope, and the second was to call his parents to tell them that he was okay. Are you okay? asked Debbie. Great. Debbie had disregarded that feelings towards his parents, or how they're running away with her parents. The more he thought about it, the angrier he got. It was trembling selfish, and selfishness towards his relationship with his mother and father. Didn't she ever consider the pain that this was going to cause him? Did she care? She didn't see like him. His stomach seemed to settle down in the on the He needed something that back on he couldn't remember the last time he knew. The <laughs> Anthony that <laughs> was contributing to his knowledge. still there, he was hungry. Debbie mumbled to him about things she was see as she reached over him to look out of the window. The plane had begun its gradual descent into Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Nathan was too focused on other things to pay too much attention to what she was talking about. It was chit-chat anyway, the kind of chit-chat that assumed everything was okay, the kind of chit-chat that two excited lovers might have had on their weekend getaway. This was a fact. Nathan was increasingly relenting her upbeat mood. Little did he know or realize Heart, she was trying to keep her demeanor upbeat. She was just as miserable as he was. Her mind was full of thoughts that kept her dodging the answers to questions of her own mind. How they could possibly ask? Does she immediately enter her ears and go for a life with a husband and a baby? How fair is that? How can he even request that of her? Even though she continued to outwardly express a mood of excitement and adventure, she too felt hurt. She began to categorize Nathan's point of view as ridiculously selfish the airport was coming into view. Planes sat idle on runways. Some moved slowly to their terminals, while one in the far distance to the right was lifting its nose and inching its way slowly into the air. The ground seemed to approach quicker now. There was a bump and a thud. Lifting the outside raced by. The flaps on the leaves went vertical the brakes were applied and the speeding plane began to steadily decrease its ground speed until it rolled to a gentle, fairly moving pace. Chicago, here we are, said Nathan. Debbie squeezed his hand. Here we are, she repeated. Thank you for listening. Join us next time as we continue with Darkest, Darker, Dark. I'm running asther to Boston.